0: Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many, many things you blessed us with all throughout this day. And now, once again, the blessed opportunity to return to your word and to study. Help us now as we get into it, to understand it, apply it in the right way, draw closer to you, build our faith and trust in you and in your word. Thank you once again as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen continuing our Bible study from A to Z in the word judgment now we've covered some very important judgments already and we're in the midst of studying about the judgment to come upon the entire planet upon all of creation in Genesis chapter 6 through 9 about the great flood and we pick it back up here in Genesis chapter 7 now this is right after the Lord has instructed Noah to start to build the ark. And then at the end of chapter 6, verse 22, where it reads, Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, so did he. And then picking it up in chapter 7. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast thou shalt take of thee by sevens, the male and his female, and of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female, of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. Now something to note here is the difference between clean and unclean animals. This was already established. All the way back in Genesis chapter four we see references to animal sacrifice, the death of the animals being sacrificed for the Lord that Abel was doing. And we see further references when Noah gets off the ark of, of animal sacrifice. The proceedings, the procedures, the rituals were already established given to mankind what to do concerning the blood sacrifice for the covering of sins so the priesthood was established all the way back to the beginning basically as it continues verse three again a fowl's also of the air by sevens of male and the female to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth for yet seven days and i will cause it to rain upon the Earth forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. Now this destruction of all of this was based upon the judgment in the form of evaluation that the Lord had determined back in chapter six. In verse 5, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And he repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and had grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and creeping thing, and the fowls of the air for it repented me that I have made them and in verse 11 the earth also was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence so because of that that was the first part of that judgment evaluation of what's going on then the punishment the condemnation that comes the price having to pay for such sin as we continue back over in chapter 7 Verse 4 again. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. He called Noah and his family in and all those animals in and told them in seven days the rain is going to start. So that door was left open for seven days. Opportunity for countless other folks, his friends, his relatives, his fellow workers that he may have hired to help build it, we don't know. But you can imagine that Noah, knowing what was going to happen, was pleading to his friends and relatives to come in with him. They had plenty of substance to endure the time that they would be on the ark. And plenty of room, because the description of it is huge. And yet they did not. See how it unfolds. And Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. And Noah went in, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood, of clean beasts, and of beasts that are not clean, and of fowls and of everything that creepeth upon the earth there went in two and two unto Noah into the ark the male and the female as God had commanded Noah and it came to pass after 7 days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth that 7 days so we see the notice given to him the open door And then for seven days before that water started coming in. And it continues, verse 11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were opened. Now this fountains of the deep, if you've got a map... They've got some awesome maps, especially now with the current technology of the ocean floor. You can see the scars on the ocean's floor of the cracks of where the fountains were cracked open. The earth was cracked open and the water from inside spewed up and out. Great gushers of fountains flowing up and just tidal waves coming over the continents and flooding the entire planet. And with the rain coming down, raining down, that firmament, that protective water shield that was around the planet designed to shield the planet from the harmful rays of the sun, that came down in the form of rain as well. All of that coming down and raining for 40 days as it continues. And the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights, and the self same day entered Noah, and Shem, and Ham, and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. Eight people in total. They and every beast after his kind, and all the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah, into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him. And the Lord shut him in. Notice, the Lord closed that door, sealed that door. No one from outside could open it. Noah could not open it from inside. It was closed. 15 cubits upward did the waters prevail and the mountains were covered. Totally covered everything. You might look around and see the high mountains and all and think, well, how could that be possible? Is there enough water? But yes, you can calculate it and see the depths of the sea and see the heights of the mountains and you calculate it out. There is still currently on the planet enough water to totally cover the entire planet. The earth was Shaped differently. He molded it. He crafted it. He split up the continents. He molded the entire earth through this process of the flood. As it continues. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth. Both of fowl and of cattle and of beast and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And every man. Man, woman, and child, of course. Everyone. Killed. Because of sin. Judgment. As it continues. All in whose nostrils was the breath of life. Of all that was in the dry land died. And every living substance was destroyed. Which was upon the face of the ground. Both man and cattle and the creeping things. And the fowl of the heaven. And they were destroyed from the earth. And Noah only remained alive and they that were with him in the ark and the waters prevailed upon the earth and 150 days A 150 days in that condition of being totally covered with water and then the process of molding when the lord allows the pressures to change and alter and allows the mountains to start rising up and the the depths of the ocean to get deeper and deeper and crafting it into various continents all part of his plan and re the earth so we roll into chapter 8 and God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark and God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters assuaged or pulled back The fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped, and the rain from heaven was restrained. And the waters returned from off the earth continually, and after the end of the hundred and fifty days, the waters were abated. And the ark rested in the seventh month on the seventeenth day of the month upon the mountains of Ararat. And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month on the first day of the month were the tops of the mountains seen. And it came to pass at the end of forty days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made and sent forth a raven which went forth to and fro unto the waters, until the waters were dried up from off the earth. Also he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him into the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. But then he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her in unto him into the ark, and he stayed yet other seven days, and again he sent forth a dove out of the ark, and the dove came in to him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth, and he stayed yet other seven days, and went forth, the dove, sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him any more. And it came to pass in the six hundredth and first year of the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark, and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the seventh and twentieth day of the month, was the earth dried. And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife, and thy sons, and thy sons' wives with thee. So the Lord opened it up, allowed them to come out of the ark, Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee of all flesh, both of fowls and of cattle and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, that they may breed abundantly in the earth and be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. And Noah went forth and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with them. Every beast, every creeping thing and every fowl, And whatsoever creepeth upon the earth after their kind went forth out of the ark. And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord, and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Notice the building of an altar and the priesthood rituals going into effect here, once again establishing the sacrifice. Of animals representing the sacrifice of Jesus Christ his blood covering the sins of mankind going back and remembering what had to be done to cover the sins of Adam and Eve as it continues verse 21 and the Lord smelled a sweet savor and the Lord said in his heart I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living thing as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night, shall not cease. He is in control of the planet. In control of the environment. In control of the climate We've got these climate wackos of today thinking mankind's in control of the climate, but they are not. The Lord's in control of the climate. And he will do what he says, as he has done in the past, where he clearly says here, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Rolling right into chapter 9. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the air, upon all that moveth upon the earth and upon all the fishes of the sea, and to your hand are they delivered. Notice once again declaring man over the animals. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green herb have I given you all things. Now back when Adam and Eve were created, and in the garden they were not instructed to eat animals. Here the instruction is given, and the permission is given to consume animals. And that was because of the situation of the earth, the environment. The lack of the kind of vegetation that was able to provide enough food for everything wasn't going to be that way anymore because the firmament was gone, therefore the greenhouse effect was gone, and the place wasn't able to produce as much as it had prior to that. So we had to do something else and that was to allow this consuming of animals for substance as well as the animals eating animals as well. Verse 3 again, Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green herb have I given you all things. But flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. Because l- the life be in the blood representing the future sacrifice of Jesus Christ, his blood on the cross, therefore not to consume the blood in the animal, is what he's speaking of. And surely your blood of your lives will I require at the hand of every beast, will I require it, and at the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother, will I require the life of man. And now he gets into some more teaching about judgment that is being passed to mankind. It reads, Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God made he man. This is the first establishment of capital punishment for the unlawful killing of someone else. Murder, that we see when he gives the laws to Moses and the children of Israel and the Mount of Sinai, thou shalt not kill, and thou shalt not murder. It means unjustified homicide. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he him, made he man. Read that again, verse 6. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. Talking about capital punishment. You kill somebody, then judgment comes upon you, and you get killed. Verse 7. In you be ye fruitful and multiply, bring forth abundantly in the earth, and multiply therein. And God spake unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And I, behold, I establish my covenant with you, and with your seed after you, and with every living creature that is with you, of the fowl of the cattle, and of every beast of the earth with you, from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you, Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood, neither shall there be any more a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud And it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud and I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah this is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. All of that given to him those instructions those description of the Bow, which we identify as the rainbow, and that was representative of the promise that he would never bring another flood of waters upon the entire planet to destroy all flesh. No. And also, we can look at that rainbow and know that it is a symbol given to us by God. And know that it is a reminder of the worldwide judgment. The worldwide sins and the worldwide judgment that come upon sinful mankind. When we see that rainbow, we can remember that. It's been illustrated in ways of you can look at the colors of the rainbow. Across the top of the rainbow, you see the red In the middle colors, you see the yellows. In the bottom, you see the blues, the three primary colors and the mingling together of those throughout the process. So at the top is a reminder of the future judgment because the future judgment of this planet as prophesied in the Word of God is going to be fire that comes upon the entire planet. Fire judgment of the future. In the middle of the yellow is the time of grace that is the time that we are in right now and along the bottom is where it all began with the flood of the waters that come upon the planet so you see the blue the blue for the water and then a little bit of a mingling of the red because it cycles back around right at the very bottom it kind of gets a little bit of a purple and that was the death that is the the death of those that were in the water So when you look at the rainbow, you can think about that, uh, the past, the present, and the future represented in that rainbow. A reminder of the judgments of the past, and a reminder of the time of of grace that we are under now, and a reminder of what is going to take place, the prophecy of the future destruction of the fire upon the entire planet. When we look up and see that rainbow, you can always think about that. Right now, look at another event unfolding where the Lord tells folks to go out and to multiply, to spread all over, as He just instructed Noah and his family to go out into all the world and to be fruitful and multiply. But they decide not to do that. The descendants of of Noah decide to hang around together, as we see in Genesis chapter eleven, and we see the results of this. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, "Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly." And they made brick of stone and slime had they for mortar. Now slime here is determined to be crude oil, kind of tar, which was a result of the great flood. They said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the Tower which the children of men builded, and the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Now, this form of judgment here is the Lord is looking at things, evaluating, seeing what's going on, knowing the potential and knowing that they are not abiding by what he instructed them to do. He told them to go around the entire planet, to scatter and to develop, but nope, they were coming together. Verse 7, Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. This judgment is not as severe a condemnation, But it's an action that needs to be made in order to encourage mankind to do the will of God. Verse 8. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. And then it gets into the generations. The begets, and so forth that most people skip is described in there next. And we see how there are different nations, what people like to call races, but there is only one race, and that is mankind, the descendants of Adam and Eve. And they were divided according to their physical attributes, the various physical attributes that they had to be able to survive in the various regions that the Lord drove them by changing their languages and sending them the various ways. And they journeyed and spread over all of the earth and the various continents and developed the various nations. Not races, there's only one race, but various people groups based upon their physical attributes, their physical structure, and strengths. Those that could endure the heat to the warmer areas, those that could endure the cold to the colder areas, those that could survive, he drove into those areas that their physical abilities would best function and survive. Planned by God, established by God, performed by God, given them the ability to speak a language. It isn't that they all decided to develop a new language. No, this was given to them by God. Language is a gift of God given to us. We've got to acknowledge that. And then we see over in the New Testament the ability to speak languages given to us as a form of a gift of the Holy Ghost indwelling us and giving us an ability to be able to study and understand and speak other languages so we can spread the gospel. So this is the first reference to people being given the the gift of tongues, the various tongues that was given to them to be able to go out and establish different communities around the world. Part of the judgments of God. As we continue, we see other... Judgments that have come upon mankind, and we will finish up right here and pick it up. In Genesis, once again, let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for your word. So many things recorded here that we can learn. We can see why things are happening. We can look up and see the rainbow and remember what that represents. We can see the signs of your judgment upon this planet. All over the world, we see the results of, and the evidences of the judgments. And know that we need to be obedient to you so that the condemnation judgment does not come upon us. We truly thank you for your grace as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.